life. So let me type in case anybody has any questions or concerns. David may answer them. He may not. He may be just be like, I'm just gonna ignore them. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore them. Who cares what they say? Okay, let me just type that in there. Okay, cool, man. So thank you, David, so much, man, for being yeah. super duper busy. You're about is it one a little over a month now? Uh no, we're we're on our like I think this is into our fourth month. We open on October 14th, so this is a little <laughs> No man, but that's awesome. So you're about four months in, would you say you're killing it right now? Uh, I'd say it's going much better than expected. I've had, uh, I've heard some, some not so good stories and I've heard some stories of people just going crazy and ham, but it's been <laughs> really good. It's been good. We, you know, I, I think I had a lot of pushback when I first was doing this cause I, you know, people were telling me my location was too pricey and too high. The rent was, is really high here. Um, I was maybe kind of nervous because I'm still kind of new to the area, but honestly, that's been my like biggest driving force. Because when people come to the door, I'll say, "How'd you hear about us?" Everyone's seeing me from just driving by. We're in a really busy intersection, so yeah. Uh, no, it's been good. Uh, we've been we've been really busy. I, I'm honestly five days a week now. We work forty hour weeks, and it's been we're booked most days, almost almost all the way through. So it's I just, it's been good. That's amazing. Okay, so let's go to the origin story right now, right? Yeah. So talk to us a little bit for the people in the group watching like or listening on the podcast. Who yeah. are you? What's your backstory? And why did you decide to do a startup? So I'm a crazy person. Um, <laughs> so I, I, uh, I started working with Heartland out of school for about a year. I lived out in Melbourne, which is like East Coast, Florida. It's kind of... Uh, it's not, not the greatest area, and I, I thought it would be a good kind of intro into dentistry. So I was mm -hmm. there for about a year, and I, I really, really hated it. Um, not just the area. I did not really like corporate dentistry. It just wasn't really for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, you know, I'm originally from South Florida, so I, I wanted to be closer to home, so I moved back. And I, found, I actually found an add-on Craigslist for an office private practice I working there um, as an associate. So the, the doctor owned an office. He bought a second office. Um, and put me in charge of it. So I, I, I was like one year out of school and I just kind of took it and ran with it. And the office ended up being, it grew really well and it gave me a lot of experience and he mentored me through it. Um, and then I moved up here for my, my now fiance and almost wife. And we, uh, man, I, I had like uh, another, I tried to find another associate job. I think I was kind of spoiled and yeah. started working up here in another office and it just, it sucked. <laughs> why why did it suck so much so you know people i don't know my my previous owner was just not the most most transparent or forthcoming he blocked me out a lot of weird stuff on like inventrix wouldn't let me look at like collection he was very not not forthcoming about information and not forthcoming about yeah. where my was coming from it was just not not a good experience um real sketchy so mm -hmm. i I, we looked at opening an office. I honestly wanted to do an acquisition. That was what everyone advised me to do. And I looked into doing it. I couldn't find anything I liked. I'm a little particular. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't know. We, we kind of, this was the last spot we looked at the day we looked at offices and we, we walked in and it's, it just like struck something in me. And we just, I, I was like, are we doing this? And I, Maria, my fiance was like, yeah. <laughs> and so we signed a lease and it's, it kind of just went, I, 
I had, I'll be honest, I had no idea what I was doing. Really? As we went, yeah. Dude. Okay, so you moved here because of your fiance? Yeah. So she and I, um, my fiance is, she and I went to high school together. We didn't date in high school, but we, we were very close friends. Um, we reconnected uh, almost, I want to say three, two, three, three years ago. Yeah, almost exactly three years. We, we reconnected actually through Facebook. Um, and she was living in Arkansas at the time. And we just started, it just started as kind of casual talking and then uh, grew closer. I went you know, back and forth quite a bit. I got a lot of airline miles. And then yeah. she was trying to plan to move to Florida. So when she moved, she, she really, uh, found a really good opportunity here in Orlando. So I, I figured I could prep teeth anywhere. So we, we moved up here. It's kind of what brought me up here. I didn't really plan on Orlando. I didn't really plan on liking Orlando, but it's been a good move. Wow, man. So you moved there, I guess, because of her. Yeah. And you never, even in high school, you never really like, were like, oh, I can see us together. Oh, I liked, no, I liked her. I, uh, I was friend zoned in high school. <laughs> friend zoned in high school. I was friend zoned. She, uh, I was always like a day late uh, on the move. I was, a little, I was a little bashful in high school, but we, we, uh, we reconnected and it's been great. She's, she's awesome. That's That's an interesting year, man. We got a house, practice, get married. It's it's a lot. Do that all in one year? Uh Uh-huh. Wait, you're not married yet, right? Two weeks, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bro, so then you're going to be, you got a house. Yeah, got a house last year. If you don't mind me asking, okay, so really quick, how much was the startup? Startup, so my loan, my bank loan was 45. I did it through Bank of America. So I I originally was approved for like 485,000. Um, I put a lot of my own money into it too. It just, you know, the loan, mm-hmm. they, they try to tell you it'll cover everything. It, it doesn't cover everything. Um, <laughs> so I ended up having to put in quite a bit of my own funds into this too, which was kind of scary. Yeah. Um, it got really tight. Honestly, it got really tight, but we figured out a way to make it work. It's, it's, um, it was scary, but it's been, <laughs> it was yeah. that was my life. So did you, did you get your house before or after that we got it before that was kind of the reason we we did it because I, I knew it would be a lot harder to get financing once we opened the office so i used my original pay subs because i was salary to at least show that i had income so i could we could purchase a home we kept it it's it's not like a we got a townhouse it's we didn't really go really crazy we just got something nice but small and comfortable so we could be good, be good in for like five years um and just made things easier yeah i'm worried you know it's Financing as an owner is tough. They, they want to see income and proof of income. And I was, we didn't want to, renting out here is insane. So we, we definitely didn't want to keep paying $2,000 a month in rent. We could wow. Really? For like a one bedroom or what? We had a two, two and it was tiny. We were paying like almost, almost $1,900 a month. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. It was a good time. It was a good yeah. time. And then now you're, you're, I guess, prepping everything for the wedding. Is the wedding big or no? Uh, it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> it wasn't man. supposed to be. Uh, we were supposed to invite like 75 to 80 people. And then we went through our list and we were, we were inviting just like our friends and their significant others. And then it was like, we're at 40. <laughs> so it, we're, we capped, we're like at probably 90s, 90 and change actual confirmed guests. It's not, it's not a massive wedding. It's, it's bigger than I planned on it being. 90 and change? Manageable. So is it like around 10? 95. 10,000 at least? Oh, it's more than that. 
That is expensive. We, I was, I was originally anticipating paying like twenty-five to thirty. It's probably gonna be up closer to thirty-five. Dude, what are you having at your wedding? Like doves and everything? Dude, like, koi fish? Because like, for us, it was we had like about that much, one hundred and twenty, but it was only about ten thousand. No, I don't know. Our, our, we didn't want to do a lot of planning. We didn't have a lot of time, so our venue does a lot of like their own catering and it just mm. got a little crazy real quick. But we're. We have the savings. She's helping. It's not on me. She's she has her own source of income. It helps. It definitely helps splitting it. Jeez, dude. So you're kind of like touching. Stressed out. Yeah. You're you're touching almost a million in debt, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I have the office, the mortgage, and my my student loans are. I made a pretty good debt end, but still, it's getting there. Man. Okay. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. So you dived in. Now mm-hmm. let me let me rewind a little bit. You said you wanted to do an acquisition, yeah, but you couldn't find something that you wanted exactly. What to you? What would have been a perfect acquisition? Well, I mean, so acquisitions are tough because you, you know, a lot of the offices that are up for sale, unless at least the ones you're going to meet through either like a broker or or, or third third party like that, usually yeah. you're something. It's an older dentist who's either retiring or selling because they want out, and they're on the back end of of their, their practicing years. So they haven't really invested in the practice in probably what, 10, 10, 15 years at that point, unless they're really savvy and really into the technology, which most aren't mm-hmm. at that stage. So a lot of the offices show that they were needed and would have required a lot of capital just to get them to a point where I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a little particular anyway on my own, but just, just to get it to a point where it would have made me feel good about going in every morning, it would have cost me a lot of money. I, w- I would have had to demo stuff and redo stuff and replace things. And, you know, I was looking at it and I was, it felt like I was almost purchasing a practice to purchase the patients in hopes that they would stay on with me. So I, you know, unless you find someone who's younger, who unfortunately either has like a, like an illness and can't practice or, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I've heard as far as people buying practices that really are turnkey. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really plan on doing a startup. Honestly, it just, we kind of got into a point where I just, I knew what I was doing wasn't good. And I kind of figured you know, by the time I can find the office I want, I could already done a startup and got it for me. So, yeah. so I just bit the bullet and took a game on it. Who'd you do for the, like the demographics and how'd you find your, your practice? Like, did you get a, I had, I used a guy through car, um, through real, he was a realtor, um, who I liked, um, he was really helpful in the beginning, guiding me through the process, showing me demographics, getting me information. I didn't run in on my own demographics. Um, I know some people will use some like <clears throat> services you can run reports and kind of zero in on an actual geographic area that will be the most helpful and most desirable and would bring in the most new patients. Um, yeah. I didn't do that. I just kind of went with what I knew about the area where I wanted to practice and the kind of vibe that I was going for. And um, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, that's good. Man. Do you live near there or no? You live near your practice? I live about so I live about with traffic about twenty five. Uh, it's usually it's fifteen minutes. It's not bad uh, without traffic. You're not the type of person who's like, oh man, I'm gonna see one of my patients in Target in my pajamas. No, I mean so Orlando is it's it's very urban here. So I I have there's like a, a Publix every couple miles here. So it's it's very easy for me. Because where we're at, we're like the south tip of downtown where I where I live and where I practice is like the northern tip of downtown. So there's a pretty good amount of space between us, and um, it makes it a little easier. I, I try to stay as 
connected in the community as I can when I'm out. I try to go out and make myself known. When we do come to Winter Park, I wear my, my Dapper Devil t-shirt, walk around and try to make myself like at least visible so people can put two and two together if they meet me and talk to me. But no, for the most part, it's, it's, it's not an issue. I can, I can see pretty incognito, pretty easy. That's nice, man. That's nice. So everybody watching, if you guys want, y'all can ask David any questions. What's up, Ashley? Ashley's with us in spirit. So <laughs> if we ever diverge off, then we know Ashley's. <laughs> like, That's oh. fine. <laughs> yeah. Easy, man. Uh, but uh, so, okay. Let me ask you where, or the name of your practice is Dapper Dental. Why yeah. Dapper Dental and what's your mission statement? Uh, so... That was honestly the hardest part of the, the startup was figuring out how to name my practice. Um, so the area here is Winter Park. So everything is like based around, there's like a park avenue. It's like a little cool little walk and shop and eat and whatever area. Yeah. So all the offices are like Winter Park Dentistry, Park Dentistry. Everything is, sounds very, very much the same. So trying to use something geographic, which is what most people like to do, it's kind of out of the cards for me to really stand out as a startup. So, you know, I looked at a lot of, I mean, we brainstormed for a bit. We mind mapped, which was not helpful. I don't recommend it. Uh, we did a lot, we did a lot of workshopping trying to figure out what the why, But really quick, why don't you recommend that mind mapping? It's a great idea. It just was not fruitful for me at all. Um, we out. <laughs> wasn't helpful. Um, I wanted like, so my whole thing was trying to do something, um, the whole, the whole idea behind my office, my office is really different looking. Um, if you guys look at it, it's like we did, we tried to make it really unique. We used forest chairs, so they're, they're like copper, powder coated, they're, they're different. The whole office has kind of like a, kind of like a trendy yeah. and feel like a very artsy fartsy kind of place. Um, so I tried to go with something, you know, kind of custom tailor-made was kind of like my whole, my whole idea behind the office, trying to make it very to the patient not you know i'm trying to get as far far away from corporate as i can mm -hmm, so that's kind of we're trying to think of things with like that sounded good um and dapper just kind of came up we were thinking like a retro like mad men vibe we thought of like dapper dapper dental it just it flowed well and we liked the sound of it and it kind of goes with the whole theme of like the tailor-made for you care custom for for the patient what was option two I don't know. Um, I was have something where you're like, ooh, that also sounds job. good. Yeah, sun smiles where you go the extra miles. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, we were, I, that was, I'm telling you, we, we had a really tough time. Till, till I heard it, I wasn't excited about any of the names. Until that would have been good, man. Sutton Smiles, SNS, like, <laughs> that would have been good too. Oh, That's all right. Yeah, no, Dapper Dental's cool. Honestly, that caught my eye. I was like, yeah, Dapper and we Dental. got, yeah, I used, um, uh, 99 designs and they did a logo for me and I saw it and I was like that's pretty cool and I got another logo that came and I was like that's also pretty cool so I found a way to integrate both of them which has been it definitely stands out it definitely has kind of I get a lot of comments um, from some of the local people who are like I just really loved your branding I thought it was really cool so that's cool what's your mission statement um, I'm just about I mean me personally I'm just about trying to be really honest and be really forthcoming with my patients and just trying to, I like, I, I like dentistry. I, there's no problem with dentistry, but I, the thing I like about what I do every day, I, I like the people I meet mm -hmm. I like to know my patients. I like them to get to know me. I like to go in and just goof off and have a good time and get to know them. Um, 
So for me, it's about just delivering care that they feel like they're being listened to. I like my patients to feel heard and I like them to feel comfortable. So I, for me, I'm trying to be the anti-corporate office where I spend a lot of time with people and, and make it feel like their, their needs are being handled in a way that they're not just being shoved along. Like yeah. How is that different though from everybody? Like, so for example, if you were to ask yeah. another dentist and they're like, Hey, I'm honest too. They're not going to be like, I lied. No, no, they're not. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can't really say I'm necessarily different. I, I, I would say that I, that I go about things a little differently than most people do. I think that I, you know, I get a lot of feedback from my patients when they're there and they're like, it's, it's really weird. You're like, no one's really shown me this before. No one's really, you know, taking time. A lot of patients as I'm, as I'm working on them, I, I like to talk. I like to tell them what's going on, what they can expect. And most patients will say, you know, most patients just, most people just go in and do it. I don't really know what they're doing in my mouth the whole time. And it's, it stands out to me. I think that it's, um, and it's weird because for me, I've only practiced by myself. Um, so I don't know, I know vicariously through conversations with other dentists, how their work looks and if they do good, you know, that it looks nice in the end, like before and afters, but I don't necessarily see them on the day to day with their patients. Mm. So I don't, I don't know how they interact with them just on a casual basis, but I, I know for me, it's, it's a friendly vibe. Like I, I, I like to be friends with the people that I work with. I like to be friends with my my patients when they walk in the door i want to know their kids i want them to know me and know my story i want to, i want to know their story and i want them to hear who i am and what i'm about and i want to know who they are and what they're about yeah so then like how long is a new patient appointment for you uh i set aside i mean right now we've had to get a little creative um i was originally doing an hour and a half for many patients for exam x-rays cleanings um just because i wanted to make sure we had the time to give them mm -hmm and get through everything, especially in the early on time when there were kinks and everything as we're working through it. Um, we've had to stack patients a little bit. Right now I only have, I have my front desk and I have an assistant. I don't have a hygienist, so I'm doing my own hygiene. So I've had to be kind of creative with how I stack patients so that I can be, you know, productive with my time and use, use her in a way yeah. that's valuable. So I have her come in and do the x-rays I pop over, do a cleaning, and then it's my door chime. And then uh, she'll pop back over and do the polishing and the flossing and all that, and get them treatment plans and all that. So it's, but yeah, we do an hour and a half. But I usually stack them over, overlay them with each other a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. Did somebody come in right now? Cause your door chime? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's, could be somebody new. <laughs> it's a vendor. Yeah. Oh man, you probably do. You get a lot of vendors right now. Yeah. I, my, I'm telling you, my office location is like the preeminent intersection in this area. So it's like a five-way intersection. So people are, people notice my office and they, a lot of the vendors just pound this place. Yeah. Okay. So then how hard or difficult was it for you to get to this point four months in? As far as like where I'm at? Um, yeah. Like was everything like exactly... Okay, opening date oh. is going to be on the 27th. Cool, we open on the 27th, you know? It was challenging. So the hard, it was really hard. Those last couple of weeks with construction and trying to get open were really stressful because I only had, I had six months of free rent and I really wanted to try to utilize that as much as I could when I was getting in the door. But it's really hard at the end because you're waiting on permits to, you know, go through and, and walk throughs with these 
people coming in and passing inspections and uh, it got really tight at the end where I, I wanted, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out an opening date so I can tell people, Hey, I want to start booking. You know, I originally had like a binder. I was taking down patient names when they would call and just saying, Hey, as soon as I have an opening. So it was, it was really dicey there for a bit. So I, uh, just kind of picked a date and it ended up, I ended up having like less than a week to train my staff, which was not ideal. I went straight into like a full opening. If I, if I could do it again, I would have probably done like a soft opening and just done a couple of trial mock throughs and walk throughs with like family or friends just to kind of get my bearings mm-hmm. like right into the wolves. My front desk is like, was green and brand new to dentistry. So it was, really? it was a challenge. I had like a rep here the first two days just to help walk her through how to, how to do things, how to submit things, how to go through it. And I've helped her. So I have some experience with that too, just from running my association before. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I, uh, to get to where I'm now, it just took a lot of just practice. There's still kinks. We still have, we still run into issues on, you know, where there will be either miscommunication or we'll get into the heat of like a, a busy day and somebody will get left off and we'll have to step aside and go through things. But um, it just honestly takes time. It takes yeah. time working through things to get to a point where everyone, unless you bring staff with you that know you from before, it, it takes time to try to integrate your systems and integrate the way you want things done in your, your style of how to treatment plan, how you like things, where you like things. How'd you, how'd you find your team then? If they're not in, I used, so again, I'm pretty new to Orlando just in general. Um, I went to college here, but I didn't, I don't really know dentistry up here. We, we had, I had lived here at this point almost two years. So, um, I went on indeed and, found my assistant. She was, she just kind of stood out to me right off the bat when she uh, reached out to me. Patients love her. She's awesome. Um, my front desk actually reached out to me through social media. Um, she, I guess, liked our, she's a student here at a local college and she reached out to me and we met her and she's like awesome personality. She's, she's very bubbly. She's very good with people. She ran ran like a, a med spa before she worked here. So she has some customer service experience which was really helpful mm-hmm. the only change i would do if i could do it again would be to have my front desk be a cross-trained assistant just in the event because i've only had my assistant's very reliable but it is nice it would be nice to have someone who can come back and take x-rays at least see patients set them up stuff like that yeah so you had a binder before you opened uh patients how'd you get like how'd you get <laughs> patients so i had people calling me so i had i didn't have a I wasn't going to take them to my other practice. I wasn't going to bring patients from this practice the practice I was working at. It's associated yeah. calling me for this office. Um, so what I would do is I'd say, Hey, we're going to be open in a couple of weeks. If it, is it an emergency? And if it was, I would send them to a buddy of mine up the road here. Um, and if it wasn't, I'd say, look, we, we'd love to have you. We think we'll take great care of you. I'm the owner and, and doctor of the practice. If, you don't mind, I'll take down your name, phone number and information and I'll, I'll give you a call as soon as we know our opening date it should be such and such. Mm-hmm. So I, I just had like a spreadsheet I made. I, I asked them how they heard about me. Um, and if they had an initial problem, I took down some basic stuff, like if they had insurance or not. Mm-hmm. And then before we opened, I just had my assistant call them person by person by person mm-hmm. and uh, figure out if they were still interested, if we had missed out on it, whatever. And we had a, I mean, the first week, so I was three days a week when we first started and we were booked solid for the first like two, three weeks. Yeah. How'd you get them though? Like, how do they, 
So they just called you. They're like, when you ask them, like, hey, how'd you hear about us? What was your response? Uh, so a lot of it, I, I'm honestly doing some social media marketing ahead of time was really helpful because I got a little bit of head of steam and a little bit of buzz. I think. Um, I think people. I was just getting calls. People would drive by um, and see my office and be curious about it when it was under construction. We're I share a parking lot with like a really like really renowned restaurant here in the area. We share an actual physical parking space. Uh-huh. Um, so people that would eat would walk by. It just, it got a lot of traffic. So I think that, that that's helped a lot. I'll be honest. I have no idea marketing wise, what's my most effective strategy. I really haven't had, I, I need to sit down and go through it. I It's been awesome. But early on, honestly, it was just more so people, social media, um, either finding me on Google, which I, I don't really know how considering my SEO marketing sucks. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, I think it was mostly, the location has been my, my number one marketing tool. And that was what everyone kind of told me not to do was because this place is expensive. Don't rent here, but it's been, uh, it's been amazing. Solid source of yeah. Man, that's such an Ashley move to go against everybody else's judgment. <laughs> what they're telling you to do. Uh, that's cool though, man. So then who, who does your website and everything like that? I used a, a company, is it, I'm, I'm not happy with them. Is that okay? To, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I used a company uh, called Digital Resource. They, they've been fine. Mm-hmm. They've been fine. I just really did not like my, the process was really annoying. So a lot of, a lot of these companies do, like I'm, I'm a brand-based office. Like I wanted it to be branded. I wanted it to have kind of a, a voice and a message of, you know, caring about you, wanting to get to know you. It's like a very specific way that I've, I've modeled my office. Mm-hmm. And when I went through the process with them, they sent the website came back with typos. The website came back with just, it looked like a stock website and I was promised some website and uh, it was frustrating. So I ended up having to go rewrite everything. All the content on my website is I had to write myself. Um, I had to just send them templates of what I wanted it to look like. And they just like copied it and imported it into my site. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was just not a, not a great experience. Um, and they, Are you going to drop them or? Yeah. You think you're going to drop them? Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on it right now. I'm just trying, I just haven't found anyone that I'm, a lot of these companies that do these SEO campaigns are, at least from my experience, they all kind of pitch, they pitch you custom, they pitch you this, they pitch you that, but all pretty much the same underlying mm. they do we'll backlink this we'll do this we'll do that i mean it it's they're not very transparent about where your money's going and what hours they're doing because it's it, you can't really track that stuff what's being grown organically versus what's i mean they can show you what keywords are working but they can't necessarily tell you what yeah yeah that's difficult i don't even get the seo stuff to be honest but it's, it's, been, it's been my my most annoying thing that I've dealt with up to this point. I would say was you know my vision of my vision of like a marketing team was someone who who knows your brand can make everything sound when it comes out of whether it's social media or whatever make it sound like it's coming from the same voice and someone who understands you and wants to brand you under just someone who understands what your message is and, and yeah. seem to you know I had them doing my marketing on my social media when I first started and they would they'd put a post every day. But it would be like, hey, floss your teeth. Hey, <laughs> dentistry, this dental place. And it's... Floss your teeth. <laughs> what? This is brand new information. <laughs> well, and like the whole thing with blogging, they're like, you need to post these blogs on your website to get 
you know, this SEO pickup, but the, the blogs would just be like templated out. It's, it'd be like a template and they plop in my keywords into it. So it's like, do you need teeth cleaning winter park? We do teeth cleaning winter park, come to Dapper Dental. It sounds like a robot. So I mm-hmm. had to do a lot of it on my own. So yeah. No, I get you, man. So then, had yeah. How has this process, this startup affected your personal life? It, I mean, it really hasn't too much. We've been, we've been just as active as we were before. I will say, I mean, it's, I've had to work at least early on. I've, I've stopped doing weekends for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. and I worked a lot of weekends cause I was here three days a week. So I was working a lot of hours. I, I mean, I go home, I'm a lot more tired than I used to be. Yeah. My, uh, in my <laughs> routines, as far as staying in shape are not very good. <laughs> um, I eat okay, but I'm, it's definitely affected my ability to like have the energy to the gym, stay in shape and focus on my, my health. But I mean, as far as the social, social amount, we've, because we're planning a wedding and stuff, but we're still, we still stay pretty busy. I still get to spend a lot of time with my fiance. We're still along just fine. It hasn't really impacted it to that effect, which has been awesome. I was really stressed and worried. I will say I find myself working more, um, you know, I go home, I'll, I'll putz around on my phone or I'll putz around on Canva, like doing social media and whatever. But yeah. it's about finding a balance and trying to notice when you're doing it and know when to put your phone down and know when to tune out and check out for a minute. Yeah, I think that's the hardest thing. Like when you, your business has a social media, yeah. like and you're on social media, but you're not like knowing that you're on know. it. You know what I mean? Like you, you probably sit on the toilet and then you just like open it and you're like, oh, I'm oh yeah. the whole time, 20 minutes later, yeah. like, yeah you know what i mean like yeah so that's to me that's the hardest thing like knowing and i get told that a lot too man i I get you like like, i've gotten better about it i definitely am more aware um she points it out to me she's not afraid to say something when i'm being an idiot so i i try my best though to try to you know when i go home i try to check out as much as i can i answer phone calls obviously if there's an issue or even on a weekend i'll go in if there's a problem but I, for the most part, have been able to separate it out pretty well, which has been good. And I've had the luxury of being busy enough to, you know, I'm not, I'm not just sitting here putzing around most of the day. I'm, I'm working, which has been, it's been good. Honestly, I can't really complain about my social life. It's been great. That's good, man. Yeah, especially right now, you kind of have to like talk, communicate a lot because you're planning a wedding. So it's like, yeah, there's no, you know what I mean? There's no way around. Yeah. yeah. Don't be, a, do you watch The Office by any chance? I do. Okay, I was going to say, don't be a Roy. And like <laughs> not communicate or anything like that. Anyway, so what would you tell yourself right now? Right now, if you can tell yourself prior to opening, what would you tell yourself now? Um, I think you know, I was I was really scared at the beginning. I, I would I would tell myself to kind of go with your gut. If you feel like you need to do something a certain way, do it. Don't let anyone else kind of tell you what you should or shouldn't do. There's no there's no like you can go to breakaway. I, I didn't. Um, but you can yeah. Way. You can go, you can join these Facebook groups. You can ask the guy down the street who did a startup. You can ask the guy down the street who didn't do a startup. Everyone's got something different. I know a lot of private practices that were acquisitions that are struggle. I know a lot of people who did startups that crush it. I know a lot that do startups that don't. Um, I would tell myself not to worry so much about it. Just go with what, you know, if you think that's the way you want to do it, do it because you're the one who ultimately has to own it. If you take advice from someone else and it doesn't work, you'd be able, at least you can say you did it with, you did what you wanted to do. Um, you know, I had a lot of stuff like my contractor and my, my architect where 
you know, I wanted things a very specific way and they were trying to tell me one way and I, you know, you have to kind of put your foot down when you want to. Um, I would, I would tell myself to be a little bit more um, assertive in the beginning about what I wanted and what my expectations were, but hmm. um, no, it's honestly, I, I'm very happy with the decisions I made. It's gotten me, I'm really, I love, I love my office. It feels good when I come to work. Um, I, I enjoy it. I, it's to a point where it's annoying. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I sit here and I putz around, like tinker around the office. I just need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I would tell myself just to don't, other stories are great. They are very helpful and they're good sources of guidance to a degree in, in the same way that all stories mm-hmm. are. They're just that their stories are not necessarily your story. So do what you think is best for yourself and for your family and, and, I mean, obviously, heed other people's advice, but at the same time, you, you got to go with what you want. Yeah. So then the contractors, what were they telling you where you're like, uh, I don't want to do that? Well, so my architect was really good. His drawings were awesome. He laid the floor plan out exactly how I wanted, but he, you know, I, I sent him pictures of what I wanted. This was my first time through it. I always had the expectation of my, my contractor come to me and say, we need a faucet. Go pick a faucet. Here's, the co- here's how much money you have. You need a light. My contractor had everything spec'd out already from my architect. So he had spec'd out the exact faucet, the exact toilet, the exact light fixture, the exact this and that, and didn't consult me on any of it. He just kind of took the pictures and ran with it and did it kind of, it would have looked just like every other dental office. He was going to make it literally, everything was going to look just standard stock, everything. And that really wasn't the look I was going for. Mm-hmm. So at some point I decided to tell my contractor, Hey, no, I don't want that. That's not what I want. And if you, I told him, I said, if you have something that has either a color option or, you know, if there are alternatives, I want to pick those out. And if it takes me another week or two to order it, fine. But like the grab bars in my bathroom, I have like a very specific color pattern. It's like black, copper, gray, and white. It's very like, <clears throat> I mean, if you look at the office, you'll see what I'm talking about. But a lot of the stuff they were trying to throw in was like chrome and nickel, and it didn't match. What I was going for mm. so I had to scrap a lot of stuff it was it was kind of a pain in the ass we had to do a lot of um, credits on my on my contract bid and then and then I had to then either go buy them myself or use those credits so then it just became kind of a pain in the ass because it was a very roundabout way of doing things instead of just asking me in the beginning um, and I didn't know I didn't know what was what was supposed to have been done how other people do it because this was my first time through this so I learned as I went with it Gotcha. Who was the contractor? Uh, they were a local contractor. They were called M. Paul. I actually, I love my contractor. They, they were awesome. Um, they were mid to high on the price um, and on their bid, but they were very hands-on. They were very responsive. They were, you know, if I called them or texted them, they'd text me right back. Yeah. The guy, he comes in and just like does little, little things around the office. I need little touch-ups and fix-ups. He comes by like it's nothing. He just spends the day and does it and how many ops do you have i equipped three i have five available i have three that i work out of so i have two just empties right now right now for right now but you're probably gonna yeah okay man that's cool so then what or who has been the biggest help so far throughout this process Ooh. um my so my fiance has been really helpful it's it's nice to have a sounding board when you're trying to make decisions because you go in circles i know i did I went in circles a lot about every little stupid detail about the office, whether it's fixtures, whether it's, uh, 
I'm real anal about things looking a certain way and being a certain way and all matching. So it's helpful when you can say, you know, to someone else, does this look nice? Do you like this? It's nice to have someone either reaffirm what you, what you want or tell you you're being crazy. Yeah. Um, I will say having, having a support system around me was really helpful being able to, you know, aside from just like these startup groups, I have a, a group chat that I have with a bunch of friends of mine from South Florida. Yeah. We either share cases, whatever, but they, they were really helpful because they all, not all of them, but a couple of them own offices. Um, it's really helpful just to have a sounding board. Um, whether it's, whether it's a, you know, a relationship you're in, whether it's a close friend who knows you and knows your personality, it's, it's, that was probably the biggest help from start to finish. Just having someone there to hold me and tell me I'm not, whether I'm being stupid or whatever. Do you think it's also helpful to have someone who's like not in that industry talk to them about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause yeah, I do. Cause they see it from a patient's perspective. You see, we get very tunnel vision on the way that we view dental care. So we, you know, what I think is super important patients just, they look at the wall, the TV and the ceiling. They don't really care about, you know, what kind of hand pieces you have and this, I, I mean, it's, it's important to you obviously, but I think we get re- really, really caught up in the details that most people don't notice. So it, it definitely is helpful to have someone walk into the office and see it from a, from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. Uh, and to give you, you know, something that you might not necessarily see from, from your perspective. Cause you get really, we get really caught, caught up in, in stuff that no one else would care about. Yeah. You know? I know I still do, but there's stuff that I, I worried so much about when I was building that now that we're, we're in and, and whatever, it's just, you, you just shrug it off and it was so important for a second and now it's, it's the last thing. Yeah. I think it's because people say like, Hey, pay attention to the details, but I think you got to pay attention to like the experience details. Yeah. I don't know about the other stuff. Maybe. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's details important. Detail makes, makes your office unique and it can make, give it a certain feel, but it, in the end, what you're going to notice and what other people are going to notice is, is not important. I know I, I got, you know, when we were building, they wanted to do, and I ended up doing um, the drop ceiling. That was very anti-drop ceiling. I thought it was ugly. I thought it was stupid, but it, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> I come in and not want to come see my office because I've drop ceiling in my office. Like, <laughs> it's not important. Um, Great work, but drop ceiling, ugh, never returning yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, it felt like a school, but it's in the, my my ops look unique enough that's what they sit down and they look at and they notice they don't know what the ceiling looks like. yeah that's good man then what or who what or who should people watch out for in your opinion Ooh, uh easy they so everyone scratches everyone's back in this business so be very careful and be very mindful of that i i knew that but it's it's hard when you don't know a lot of people and everyone just kind of kicks you down to their buddy so my realtor introduced me to his architects. My architects introduced me to their contractors. My contractors introduced me to all of their people. So everyone's people and they all scratch each other's backs and they all make money off of you. So be really wary about who you're taking your advice from and who, you know, a lot of these people just, they, this is what they do. They pass you from one person to the next person, to the next person. That's how they make their bucks. Um, whether it's the reps, uh, telling you what materials to buy, um, whether it's your, your, everyone's got a hand in your pocket. So just know that going in and you can still listen to them. I, I know I did. I know I, I'm still very happy with some of the choices I made, but at the same time, interview these people and don't, don't just take other people's word for it. Mm-hmm. 
you feel is going to do the best job for you uh, and not necessarily just the name you got because most of the people were really good, but there were, like I said, like my marketing team, that's, that, that was given to me. Mm. It just wasn't what I wanted. Um, you know, these groups are very helpful because it, it's a little overwhelming at times. I will say because everyone's got a question. Everyone's got an opinion. Sometimes it can be a little much when you have how many thousand dentists chiming in about one, <laughs> one stupid question. I know. But at the same time, take them with a grain of salt um, and try to filter out the nonsense and focus on what applies to you. But in the end, just know that people, everyone makes money off of you when you do a startup and be mindful of that and focus on what's going to matter to you. Don't, don't go based on what someone else says. Yeah. What were like some, I guess, how did you interview them? Like, what are some good questions to ask to know that? Uh, man, if you know people who have done it personally, ask them because I, I did not this, I relied really heavily on this group. Most, I'm the only person that I know that did a true startup. A lot of people try to act and I know people in like a lot of these chains where they're like Pacific coast and uh, some of these other groups that they're like, yeah, we're a start. They're not a startup, but they don't, they don't understand what you're going through. Yeah. Uh, they have the backing of a large corporation behind them. So, um, man, I, I just met with everybody. I spent time with them. I, uh, I took a lot of time asking questions with my contractor, trying to figure out the why, why are these, you know, when I got like my contractor bid back, I had, I think I got four or five bids when I did it. Some of them were, they were relatively similar, but there were weird ones where like one person's plumbing bid would be like 25,000 and the other guys would be 50. And I, I just want to say, Hey, I got a bid for this. Why is yours so much higher? Why, you know, ask those kinds of questions and figure out, don't just assume someone's, you know, going to take your best interest to heart. Mm -hmm. Why even, even with like equipment sales, like they, I worked with Patterson who I've worked with forever and they, they were really helpful, but at the same time, they won't want to sell you their stuff. So like when I bought my chairs through forest, they wanted to sell me these, like, like the really fancy sterilization cabinets that are, you know, it's $10,000 for one wall of cabinets, which is just not realistic when you're doing a startup. You can get a whole set of millwork for your whole office for $10,000. So um, just kind of, like I said, use the startup information, but take it, take everything with a grain of salt, ask the questions. No, like I said, if you have people who have gone through it, rely on them, lean on them, lean on us. I'm, I'm happy to try to as best I can go through my experience with you. If you want to reach out to me through a message, that's fine. Uh, I don't know everything. I still don't know everything with four months in, but. Um, All right. Yeah, that's good, man. It's, it's a challenge, but you, you just got to filter through the bullshit and figure out. Yeah. So far right now, what's the, <laughs> yeah. So far, what's the biggest way you feel like you've grown? Um, I'd say I, uh, I've gotten a little, so when I was an associate, I ran the office very similarly as an associate when I, when I worked in South Florida. Mm -hmm. um, when you own it, you see it through a little bit of a different lens, for sure. You see more things on, everything feels like it's overhead. <laughs> when you're ordering supplies, when stuff gets lost or thrown away, like it's really, you get frustrated. But you need, uh, you know, I've grown a lot as, it's been a little more mindful of where my money's going as far as the office supplies and expenses of things. Um, I've definitely noticed myself be a little bit more direct with my staff. I used to not care as much because they weren't I wasn't paying them I didn't really care what they were doing or if they're fussing around on their phones, whatever. But, um, you care a lot more when you're paying them hourly and you walk up front and they're on their cell phone and the patient's 
up there in the waiting room. So be careful more of those instances. So it's it's definitely put me into a position where I've been more assertive. I've definitely been more direct about what I want. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely been more uh, assertive in all aspects, whether it's dealing with people coming. You know, at first I entertained everyone that came in, whether it's, you know, trying to sell me marketing. I, I took meetings with everybody in the beginning because I thought, hey, you never know. But no, it's at some point just need no one to say no. And I've gotten better about saying no and, and voicing my opinion when I'm not happy about how something looks or, or if I'm not getting what I was, if I, if I was sold a, a something that, that wasn't being explained to me properly and that they told me one thing and then being switched to me. Like I, I, nonsense more so than I used to. Yeah, man. That's true. Like you gotta be, I think you kind of grow through leaps and bounds moments. You know what I mean? Cause you're like, before you used to be like, Oh yeah. I feel like before people can almost kind of like push you around a little bit. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, it's your time. It's your time and you don't think about it. But then now it's like your time becomes really valuable really quickly. Oh yeah. And, and in the beginning in the very beginning I had time, so I didn't mind writing content for a website. I don't really mind doing the social media. I didn't mind doing I, I liked it. That's the that's the part of ownership I really like. I like the branding. I like being able to, you know, go out there and, and, and market my business. Yeah. Um but at the same time, yeah, it's at a certain point, you need to know your limitations. Yeah. Learn them quickly. Okay. And then the last question, are there any questions or concerns you need answered right now from anybody in the group? I don't think so. I mean, I, I, at a certain point, I'm just trying to figure out my next step. So my, I'm going to start interviewing for hygiene starting in two weeks after we get married. That's my next thing. Um, and if I, I kind of figure if I find the right person, I'm just going to hire them. Um, but no, I mean, I, I've, I've mostly just kind of learned as I've gone. I mean, you, you, some people do multiple startups, but most people that do this in private practice specifically, or this is the first time they've gone through this and they don't know a lot of these answers on their own. Um, no, I mean, I, no, no specific questions. I, I, I'm sure I'm going to have some more as I continue to grow and try to figure out how to implement new technologies and, and new systems in the office. But I mean, things that, I gotta say, I gotta say, this has been, it's definitely been worth it. I've been very happy. Um, it's stressful. It's, it's a different kind of stressful than I'm used to, but I, like I've been taking home paychecks the last three months now. Nice, and man. Like my only month that I didn't break even was my first month. So it's been, wow. it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Damn, yeah, that's super good, man. For like, especially for you not knowing like the measurements or like the statistics of like, Who's coming in where from? I don't know how, but they're coming. Like they're <laughs> it's still really good, man. As, that means like you're, you're yeah. So yeah, that's good, man. But um it's been it hasn't really been hasn't been crazy to try to get those patients in and to be profitable. It hasn't felt felt like I, f- I feel like we have tons of room to put more patients. If I had a hygienist, I feel like I have so that's it's good that I'm making what I'm making, doing all wearing all the hats. Yeah. I like that, man. That's what I appreciate about you because like you're the type of person who like, you kind of know like, Oh yeah, I do have questions and stuff like that. I could ask people, but this is about me. Like I'm making, this is my own race. This is my own stuff. You know what I mean? It's not, you start asking everybody, then it becomes their practice. You know what I mean? And then they bring their input and then you're like, you can't make a decision on your own. You're not flexing your decision muscle. I think Abisha. Yeah. Especially you just have to, I, I got really like constipated with decision-making, just like sitting there over analyzing the small stuff and 
yeah, it's important. And yeah, I give it, you want to obviously make the right decision, but don't like eventually just freaking pick a floor tile, pick, pick, pick a color, pick a cabinet, just get over it and just, just pick it or you're, you're going to make yourself insane. Like I, I made, I made my contractor a little crazy. I think I made my fiance a little crazy for a minute or two, but eventually just, just go with it and you'll be happy. It'll, it'll come together. For you. It'll work out. Yeah. Yeah. designer or anything. I did all myself. It came out just fine. <laughs> awesome. Man. Yeah. Alrighty. So David, thank you so much, man, for being with us. It was a pleasure. Any last yeah, words? Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you again for having me. I'm happy to share my experience. I, I don't know how helpful it is for anybody, but I hope that if someone can learn something from me and my experience, and again, if you need anything or have any questions, I'm, I'm super, super, super uh, accessible. So if you message me on, on my Insta or on my Facebook, I'm happy to sit down and, and talk. Uh, if you want to make a phone call, like please feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm always available to offer whatever advice I can. As, as little helpful as it can be, I, I don't know, but um, I'm here. No, awesome, man. So yeah, guys, that's going to be in either the comments or in the description, also his website. And then at the same time, if you're listening on the podcast, this is going to be in the show notes below as well. So, yeah. All right, David, man. Thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day, Michael. Have a good weekend. You too, man. Thank you.